Okay, so we're, we're continuing our study on uh, responding to the cults, responding to the cults. Um, today, we're going to be looking at the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Jehovah's Witnesses. For the past 150 years, the Jehovah's Witnesses is currently one of the most well-known major cults in the world. And worldwide, this false religion is estimated at about 8.7 million people who believe in and follow its teaching. And so that's a lot of people. And um, I don't know, you might have been able to experience uh, maybe a, a conversation with Jehovah's Witnesses. They might have come to your door. I remember when we was growing up, we... We treated the Jehovah's Witness like they was a gang. <laughs> and when they would come to our door, we like, shh, <laughs> you know, because we didn't want that engagement, right? And so, but now I, I look for the opportunities to be able to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so um, we want to do that. We want to we wanna help everyone to be armed so that we might be able to share the gospel in such a way where we would be bold, we would be confident. And what, what we're trying to do is, is give you more intel so that when you share the gospel, you can share with an understanding of where people are and you can share the gospel with them. And so the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, intends to convert people through the spreading of their own propaganda. And as a cult, this practice is done by issuing out uh, what? What are the kinds of things that they issue out? Yes, Nick. Watchtower Magazine, right? Everybody know that you, you're going to see it somewhere. You could be uh, in a waiting room, and there's a bunch of watchtowers there. You could be in a barbershop, a salon, and there's watchtowers there. So, so they're always trying to give out their propaganda, they're, they're, they're trying to put hooks in people's mouths. And so um, this is a part of their works righteousness as well. And so they go from house to house because they believe that this is a benefit. And uh, they're trying to convert people with three main announcements, three main announcements. Uh, Y'all want to help me with that? What do you think one of them is? What, what is the, one of the main announcements that Jehovah's Witnesses are trying to announce? Can you, can you think of one, uh, one you might have heard? I'm sorry? Chosen one? Um, yeah, um, that's, that's part of it. Um, but one of the main ones, that, that is one of the things they try to present. Um, and I, I believe you're probably referring to the 144,000. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. But there are a couple of others that, are, that they want to make sure that they're communicating. Yes, Nick? Are you talking about like how they don't Yep, that's one, right? So, so, in other words, there is no trinity. There is only one God, and his name is Jehovah. So there's no, there's no son, there's no spirit. Only one God, his name is Jehovah. And so if we talk to them, we must understand that. 
And it's just going to help us to be able to communicate the gospel well. But we have some other things that we want to help you with, and we'll, we'll get that to you as well. Uh, what, what's another one? Can you think of another one that you might hear? Um, Carrie kind of hit on it, um, and there's a reason why uh, uh, um, they want to communicate the 144,000 and, and, and that. It's, it's, there's, there's reason behind why they're, they're saying that. Uh, I, yes? I think it might be that Jesus reigns in heaven since 1914 or something. They haven't dates. I don't know if that's changed or not, but okay. they say that Jesus now reigns and they're announcing to the world since 1914. He took over basically the reign in heaven. I don't know what happened before that, but that's what it would say. And that's the era of the 144,000. It's all connected. Well, they definitely don't, they, they, they do believe that you can uh, aspire, you can and become great in your obedience to God. And that's kind of what they believe that Jesus might have done. But they believe that he's a man that lived just like us and he's done well, but he's not God. Right. So, so they don't believe that he's he's God, that he's deity, but they will refer to um, the judgment. Right. So that's the other thing. That's one of the other things that they that's part of their propaganda is judgment day is fast approaching. So therefore, be ready. And so you can see why the door to door thing is important. You can see why they're consistent with that. It's because they believe that judgment day is coming. Right. So you can see that they're motivated to be able to do this. What's another one that you could think of? Anyone there? The, the other one is don't trust any of the religions or groups or powers that be. So they don't trust any other religions uh, and they don't trust the government. Right. Don't trust none of that. Why? Because they are inadequate and dishonest. So this is the mindset uh, that is being shaped as a Jehovah's Witnesses. So the organization's. The organization of Jehovah's Witnesses were established by who? Anybody know? Russell. Russell. Yep. Charles Taze Russell. He was their first president. And his start was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And his converts were known as Russellites. Russell had no formal education. He was a congregationalist that did not believe in teaching that people who reject God will have to face the eternal wrath of God one day. They don't believe in the wrath of God. Um, at some point, Russell was given the single higher position of authority over everyone else, as they would say they would call him the wise and faithful servant. And so, where do you think they get that from? You get that from Matthew 24, verse 25, right? Listen, very familiar text. You, you already know it. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes 
Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possession. And so this is when Jesus is talking to his disciples in his Olivet Discord when he spoke to them on the Mount of Olives for telling to them the things that were going to happen. And so Jehovah's Witnesses believe that he is that person. And so therefore Russell converts uh, believe Oh, I'm sorry. Therefore, Russell's converts believe that he is their messenger who reveals God's truth. The organization of the Jehovah's Witnesses went through many structural and organizational changes over time. At one time, it was named Zion's Watchtower. Then another time, it was incorporated as Watchtower Bible and Track Society. After that, it became three independent corporations under one brand. And so the Jehovah's Witnesses believe that God only communicates with their members. No other communication. It comes through the beliefs of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Also, one of the greatest musicians of our time. Anybody know any um, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, famous Jehovah's Witnesses? Can you think of any? So I'm going to just name a couple here. Um, Anybody know Michael Jackson? (laughs) So Michael Jackson was uh, one of the individuals who grew up under the teachings of the Jehovah's Witnesses' beliefs. I don't know how well he practiced it, but um, he grew up with that. Another musician you're familiar with is Prince. Prince also was a Jehovah's Witness. And uh, in addition to them, um, two of the greatest tennis athletes of our generation grew up under this cult. They played tennis. Can you think of it? Serena, yeah, Serena Williams and her sister, right? So Serena and Venus were also uh, individuals who grew up uh, under the belief of the teachings of the Jehovah's Witnesses. And lastly, um, the 34th president of the United States was a Jehovah's Witness, and his name is Dwight Elzenhauer, yeah. So he was a Jehovah's Witness as well. So um, other um, documents that they try to um, promote and give out is um, Zion's Watchtower and Herald of Christ's Presence. Um, that was a publication in eight, that began in 1879. Um, we have, have you ever seen the Awake magazine? That's another one that they try to uh, promote as well to introduce people into Jehovah's Witness and what, what it's all about. And then they have their own translation. Can you think of uh, their own, the name of their own translation of what they would call the Bible? The New World Translation, right? So this is their own translation, uh, and it contains numerous mistranslations to support their own society's teachings. And so uh, one example is um, a Jehovah's Witness might try to seek to explain away John 1.1. 1, 1. 
right, by saying that the correct translation is found in the New, Test- New World Translation. And they would, I quote, they would say, in, be- in, the, in the beginning, the word was, the word was with God, and the word was a God, right? So that's, that's their translation. And so this is one of the inaccurate um, uh, translations that they would base their um, um, translation on. But of course, it's a misunderstanding, um, especially when you, we look at the original languages, it, it would not work, it would not fit. Um, so, any questions or comments so far? So just to keep it simple, oh, Kurt, you had something? Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, yes, Andrew? Um, I want to say it was um, around the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can, I can get that to you at some point, too, as well. Um, um, okay. Uh, and, I, and I might... 1879 um, was when they published the, the Watchtower, so somewhere around that general area. I'll try to, to get the specific date um, uh, as well. Um, I may have it in my notes somewhere, but uh, yeah. I think it's like the 1870s because the Seventh-day Adventists, which I've been teaching a few weeks, more than Oh. <laughs> uh, What they promote, yeah. Um, no, I don't. I haven't come across that. Um, yeah, but thanks for for sharing that. Um, is that something that could be found online or something like that? Is that something that they still would get behind? Uh, probably not. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they definitely have changed. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Yes, I mean, just from a personal, just from my experience, like, mm-hmm. I, as a kid, I had a classmate who was a believer of mine. He was trying to pull me into an action for meeting for many years. I've kind of gotten pretty advanced in sort of a lot of mm-hmm. this theory. Mm-hmm. Um, until you know, my parents found out. Because one of the things that they were telling me is don't tell your parents. Uh-huh. Do not tell your parents. Do uh-huh. not tell your parents. Wow. Because they were trying to get, you know, kids, you know, to. Wow, to, to be, yeah. Wow, so that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were talking about 1914. So 1914 was the year when mm-hmm. Jesus reigned in heaven, mm-hmm. took over heaven, basically, and reigned in heaven. And so that's, and that marked that 100 year. So what they believed is that everyone born in 19, so when Jesus returns at, at Armageddon, is what they believe, right, is mm-hmm. the people who were born in 1914 would still be alive. So they were thinking that this would happen the last, it was the end of the last century. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, that day passed, and now they right. moved that, so now it's been yeah. many days. But this was very serious. They're like, yeah, 1914, yep. and the 144,000 mm-hmm. were anointed. These are all Jehovah's Witness people. Highly. It includes Moses and everybody, but the last group would be their leadership. Mm-hmm. And then one important thing is they don't have the Lord's Supper. So in order to mm-hmm. take the Lord's Supper, you have to be one of the 144,000. Mm-hmm. So they would gather people once a year to this, what they call Memorial, so they call it an annual memorial. Where okay. All the Jehovah's Witnesses from all over the world get together in Brooklyn. Mm, yeah. And then they have Brooklyn's the home base. All these people are watching because only their leaders can take the Lord's Supper. Mm. And all you can hope for as a mere mortal is to have eternal life on earth. There's mm. no such thing as heaven because heaven is on earth. Mm. So it will be reestablished on earth. And only those 144,000 elect, as they call the elect, those will be in heaven with Jesus and hear the mortals. So just so we can identify who they are compared to other, the other cults, to summarize it, 
Uh, simply, they deny the Trinity. They deny the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. They do not believe that the Holy Spirit is a person, and they reject that he is the third person in the Trinity. Okay? So the two main ideas that they believe is, first, they believe that God the Father is God. He doesn't have a son, and there is no Godhead. So you see why this group is so dangerous. The second is they believe that there is no eternal punishment or torment for those who reject God. So in other words, when people die, their souls die with them. Right? They don't believe in an immortal soul. So keep that in mind as, as you think about who they are. Those are the two main things that they believe in. Why do you think people are drawn to Jehovah's Witnesses? Can you, can you think about any reasons why people might be drawn to them? Yes, Alin? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no hell. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Very deceiving. And that's what sometimes makes um, cults so attractive, right? They, they put just a little truth to grab you, right? And then they distort the whole thing with all the other things. that. But they put enough in there to, to get your uh, attention, to attract themselves to you. Uh, Jen, did you have something you want to share, sis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Amen. Thank you. That's so true. That's so true. We all we we don't want anybody telling us what to do. And that's why the scripture tells us we must humble ourselves, right? Before we can come to the knowledge of the truth, we must die to self. That's what the Lord Jesus says. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. We must, we must die to ourselves so that we might truly live for God. Josh, you was going to add something, brother? Kurt? 
Thank you, brother. Yep. Yeah, very good, very good. So, so we know that there are a number of ways people are attracted to it. So how do you think they are able to keep people there? Think about it. How do, how do you think it makes them, well, why do you think it makes it hard for them to leave? Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Anybody think of any anything else that, that might? Yes. Can't top that, right? <laughs> praise, praise God. Uh, one of the things that keeps them a Jehovah's Witness is fear. Fear, right? Jehovah's Witnesses are living under the cloud of doom and destruction, right? So remember we talked about how they predicted certain things were supposed to bring everything to an end, right? So they have that cloud that they're dealing with. And then the Jehovah's Witnesses believe that they're the only ones with the truth. And so um, only those in right relationship to their organization will be permitted to have eternal life. Okay? So eternal life, they would say, is not a free gift of God's grace, but must be earned through faith and good works. Josh already hit on that, right? So, so Jehovah's Witnesses seem to have um, authoritative answers to life's problems. When you talk to them, they're going to seem like they have the answers to life problems. You're going to see them as being uh, zealous, um, and they're going to have a desire to try to win other people over who are searching for the truth. But what do you think is probably the root cause of their wrong belief? you think about something that might be the root cause? So they would say, my only hope of attaining eternal security on paradise earth, uh, Florent hit on it, is by diligently obeying the teaching and doctrine, doctrines of the Watchtower Organization, unquote. But we have the word, right? And then John 17, uh, 3 
It says, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Right? And even Thomas, we remember in John 20, 28, Thomas said to him, Jesus, my Lord and my God. So the idea that Jesus is not deity is a problem for them. And that's a discussion we can have. If they're going to look at the scriptures, we can be interested in seeing what does your translation says about this text. Right? What does it say about John 17, 3? What does it say about John 20 and 28? These are texts of scripture that we can use in conversating with the Jehovah's Witness. Um, I'm going to move on here. Um, to talk a little bit about the, um, the 144,000. Let me just say a little bit about that. All of the 144,000 Jehovah's Witnesses in, they would say, the heavenly class, which first began amongst, they believe, Jesus' disciples. That's when it all began. They believe that that number was completed in the 1930s, um, the acting president uh, announced that the enlightenment he received from Jehovah was that other sheep that were not of this fold would be candidates to inherit paradise earth, provided they remain faithful and come to Jehovah's Witnesses organization for salvation. So again, they believe that you have to come through them. Right. Um, but. Again, we have the word of God, and these are some scriptures that could help us. 1 John 1, 5, 17, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. The word of God is our authority, right? We can stand on the word, um, you can also look at John 17, 20 through 25. I'm not going to read it. Uh, you can read that later on. Uh, you can also read Colossians 1, 15 through 17. Um, I'll, read, I'll read that one. Um, he is the invisible of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things held or held together. Right. So again, we have the word of God, the word who is speaking about Christ. And then we have others in the biblical text that tells us who Christ is. Paul refers to Jesus as God and Savior. We wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing for our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right? Titus 2.13. We have Peter referring to him. Second Peter 1 verse 1, Simon Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received the faith as precious as ours. 
And then there are many others that we could we could read. And again, I could send you uh, some of this if you would like. Uh, but there it goes on and on. So. A Jehovah's Witness might say Jesus is not God. A scripture that we can use is. We already mentioned it, but I didn't read it. But John 20, verses 25 through 28, and it talks about doubting Thomas, right? And it says, the other disciple told him, Thomas, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. He being Jesus said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And what did Thomas say? My Lord and my God, right? And so he, again, this is, this is a, a biblical correction from the scriptures, how we're able to help our friends who are Jehovah's Witnesses. We are allowing the scriptures to deal with them, right? Because now they have to look at the text knowing that they believe something else that the scripture does not teach. They're going to have to struggle with that, right? Um, the Holy Spirit is not God. We can refer to Acts 5, verses 3 and 4. You remember the story with Peter and Ananias? You know, how is it that Satan has filled your heart, that you have lied to the Holy Spirit, Right? But remember, at the end of those verses, right, what does Peter say? He says, you have not lied to men, but to God, right? Which would indicate that he's calling or referring to the Holy Spirit as deity, as God, which would support our position in the Trinity. We've shown them about the Son. We've shown them about the Spirit. Yes. Nope. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I briefly mentioned that uh, earlier, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. So th- these are these are ways we're able to 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 have a discussion with them, because what we want to do, we want to invite them to have a discussion with us, allowing the scriptures to be the authority. We don't have to get into a lot of arguments and any, anything like that. We could say, well, let's just look at the scripture and see what the scripture says. And then we can have a discussion. And then it's a matter of whether or not we're going to believe ourselves or believe the authority of the text, which is the word of God. Right. So those are, are things we can we can think about as we communicate these kinds of things. So we want to learn their claims and then we want to dispute it with scripture. Right. Um, one example, Jesus did not raise, I mean, did not rise bodily from the grave. Instead, they say they would say he's a what? Anybody know? They would say he's a vapor. It, it didn't really, he didn't really rise from the grave. But we just saw what Thomas did, right? Him touching him. So we know that that's not true, right? But, but if we go to Luke 24, verse 39, 
He says, look at my hands and my feet. It is I, Jesus myself, touch me and see. Then he says, the ghost does not have flesh and bone, flesh and bones as you see I have. Right? So again, helping them to understand it was not a vapor, but scripture says. Right? Allowing scripture to be the authority. And so those are just some of the things. Um, we could also, you know, talk about the omnipotence of God. And we see that in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The omniscient of God, knowing all things. Uh, we, we're familiar with some of these passages. It talks about in, 11, in Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. God knowing all things, right? Um, John 16, verse 30. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.10, as it relates to the Spirit, God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, uh, even the deep things of God. And we have the omnipresence of God as well. So, let's... Um, Let's look at how, how could one, I have, a, I have a, um, an example here um, that we may be able to use, but if one had to explain or give an analogy of the Holy Spirit, how, how would you do that? Can you think of any ways to, 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 to talk about that? No. So how would you give an analogy to explain, if you had to explain um, uh, the Trinity, I'm sorry, the, the Trinity, how would you explain, I, said, I think I said Holy Spirit, how would you explain the Trinity? Because that's one of their main uh, belief systems, right? And so how could we attack that if we was to use an analogy? Can you think of Yes, Jen?
Yeah, um, yes. Would you go to add, Kurt? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Knowledge. 
right? Um, be, be compassionate and loving. Mark 6, verse 34. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. C, called them by name. Proverbs 10, 32. The lips of the righteous know what is fitting. Right? So sometimes it's just a matter of being kind to people. Right? Don't, don't be a know-it-all because we're not going to be able to communicate well the gospel of Jesus Christ if we're being looked at as a know-it-all, but not a person who is kind and gentle and sincere. And that's what the Lord was. Right? And that's why people didn't understand why he could be around sinners. He wasn't judgmental as the Pharisees and the Sadducees were, but he loved them. Right? You almost have to see people in the end, not where they are, but assuming that they one day would be a brother or sister in Christ. What would that be like if we being the carriers of the gospel of Jesus Christ would have that privilege of sharing the gospel with some just like our sister heard the gospel and was saved and is here now with us after being saved because one brother or sister carried the gospel to her. And before she was dipped into the cultic waters, she knew Christ. Right? Don't slam the door. D, don't slam the door in their faces. Ephesians 6, 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities. So our beef is not with them. Right? We know something else is going on against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. E, explain. Explain how you know that you have received eternal life through Christ, right? 1 John 5, 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. I got a couple more, but I won't read those. Um, if you want those, I can, I can send that to you as well. Um, so we want to... Give illustration, we want to show that Jesus is Jehovah, the Lord Almighty. Isaiah 44, verse 6, the Lord Almighty is the first and the last. Right? He's referred to, the Lord Almighty is the first of the, and the last, is referred to in Revelations 1, verses 5 through 8. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Right. So now we're using the scriptures as the illustrations, helping them to see. Right. And it's the word of God that people come. This is the reason how and why people are able to come to know God. Right. It's it's through the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so. um, So let us keep in mind, let us all continue to learn. Right. Let's try to understand the doctrinal differences of others, and that bleeds out in many ways. They don't have to be a Jehovah's Witness. If we listen well, 
We can kind of tell where they are and what they believe in, and we can give them the gospel as well. Because at the end of the day, um, the, the war is not against us, but it's against Christ. It's against God. And so um, we understand why people um, would not believe in the internal judgment of, of God. And we want to learn, we want to understand, we want to know, because John 8.32, what does it say? Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you what? Free. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to set people free. Huh? We're trying to set them free. Um, any comments? Um, any questions uh, for us before we dismiss? Uh, there's much, much more that could be could be said. Um, but any anyone else? Yes, Josh. Mm-hmm. Because they're they 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 both us and them use the scriptures. Yeah. And I think they train them very well mm-hmm. um, on how to uh, how to lead conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they feel that you're trying to lead them somewhere else, mm-hmm. it can get very you know, a little heated. Yeah. If you're not careful. Yeah. And so just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point, brother. Um, Yeah. And that's why I ended with keep learning. Right. Keep gathering intel. But know know the scriptures as well. Right. So when we hear certain things, it's because we already know the truth. Now, I'm not saying learn everything that we need. We, We can learn about them, but just continue to learn, continue to be open to learn different things that people believe. But study the truth more than the counterfeit, right? Because it's the truth, it's being able to recognize the truth that we can tell a lie, right? We don't have to study all of the lies in the world, all of the things that are wrong about what Scripture says and things of that nature and what people believe in. We just have to know what Scripture said. What did God say? And then we can point, right? We can we can pull back layers, right, so that they might see. Uh, Nick, you had something? You had your hand raised? Um, I was just going to say that uh, I, I've had debates with younger witnesses as well, and whenever they tell them about the deity of Christ, they'll switch it around and say, well, he never said that he was God. Mm. And so then I say, well, what was the whole reason that he got crucified? Mm. And, you know, they, they, wanted to, they didn't like him up until that point, but there was one specific thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know that he was saying he was God. <laughs> when he said, before Abraham was, I am, you're saying, they know what he was saying, right? And the other thing, um, as he was talking, I was thinking about something that um, if he never said he was God, yeah, that was the thing. Um, um, something in response that could be said is that he never denied deity. So he didn't say like the apostles said when they was trying to worship uh, Peter and John, right, when they were at the temple, they was trying to worship them and they, you know, say, oh, this must be Zeus and so forth and so on. He's like, y'all better get up from there. Don't worry. We're mere men just like you. But the Lord himself, he didn't say, Thomas, don't call me God. 
Right? He never denied his deity. He accepted it. He accepted the worship. He didn't say, get up. Right? And so, again, we have these things to help us as we communicate to our friends. We want them to be saved. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Engraved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mhm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That that's a good point. So what I what I got from Leslie is that we need to be discerning about who we're talking to. Sometimes we're able to engage and continue, but there are times where we need to let up off the gas. Right? And then let the Spirit be the Spirit. Right? Because what does the Scripture say? The Lord Himself says, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Unless he's born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So new birth is necessary for even receiving the truth. And so that's why regeneration has to happen first. And then belief follows regeneration, and then obedience, right? So, reminders for us, so, you know, we're able to pull back, you know, when it's time, and just trust that whatever work or effort we put in, to God be the glory, right? Let God do with that whatever he, he want to do, you know, because we might have given them enough for them to think about that might take them to the next step. Right? You know what I was thinking about? I couldn't even sleep last night. You know, you, when you said, you know, I had to do this and do that, it really stuck with me. And, it, it, you know, I started talking to my family about, you know, you ne- we never know what, how, how a person would benefit just from the conversation that we have. So be encouraged. Look for opportunities to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be perfect. Right? You don't have to be perfect. Just, just be willing be willing to allow the Lord to use you. And even if it's something simple as, you know, um, would you mind um, hearing my, my story and how, that, how I became to know the Lord Jesus Christ? And he's been doing some wonderful things in my life, and I cannot keep this to myself. And then you could talk about the stories and how God has blessed you in your life and how he has brought you out of darkness into his marvelous life. You can talk about how when you didn't have, he gave and so forth and so on. His mercy and his kindness, his love, his compassion, his peace. You have all these things to refer to to help others. See, I want that for you. Right. Would you like that today? And they can say, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. Or they might say, how, how does that work? Right? So let us be willing to allow the Lord to use us. That's what this is all about. This is not to just store up information. But we're trying to set people free. 
right? We're trying to love them. Christ taught us that. So I'm going.